Now it's the time you've been waiting for. You're in the mix with film producer Jason Slack, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. The 40 Vision Films man himself. The owner of the Jason Slack brand. The place to be is here on the Vision Live Network. And now, let's get it in. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. I'm your host, film producer Jason Slack. And this is season number four. And on today's show, we got an episode you do not want to miss. So without a doubt, let's get it in. Welcome to the Vision Live Network. You are now tuned in to the Slack is Talk podcast, hosted by film producer Jason Slack and presented by the Vision Live Network. The Vision Live Network is the home of a number of today's popular podcasts. Since you are already a fan, you might as well subscribe. Visit www.visionlivenetwork.com, go to the Slack is Talk podcast, then click the subscribe button. That's it. It's that simple. The show will be delivered to your device every time there is a new episode. Now you can hear all the talk from the 40 Vision man himself. Thanks for tuning in to the Vision Live Network, where you can experience our vision live. 40 Vision Films and Godstar Productions are two proud sponsors of the Vision Live Network, working together to bring us the best listening experience possible. 40 Vision Films and Godstar Productions, two marquee names in our industry today. For more information, visit 40visionfilms.com. Keep listening to the Slack is Talk podcast. New episodes you don't want to miss. And welcome to another epic edition of the Talk of the Town. Now, I'm your host, film producer Jason Slack, and today is... Thursday, January 25th, 2024, and we are exactly one month away from my birthday, man. Y'all know how I feel about that. February is the best month of the year by far. I've been telling you that since day one. You know what I'm saying? You know how I feel. One day I'm going to do a show and, and, and explain why, all the reasons why. I mean, we got Black History Month, you know what I'm saying? That's enough said right there. But we definitely got time to get into that. And man, I want to start off, man. I want to, I want to give a special thanks to Miss McClinton, who was on the show last week for Martin Luther King Week. You know, we did it again for the second time, and I just want to tell her thanks. You know, for doing that. I have learned so much, you know, from it. My listeners have learned so much from it, and you know, I I, I say it again. You know, I said it a million times. January and February is the, is the two best months out of the year as far as the Slackest Talk podcast is concerned. And the reason is because it keeps me on my toes, man. Like, you know, talking about Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, somebody who I wasn't, you know, I wasn't here on this earth when he was alive doing his thing. And of course, you know, Black History Month, you know, we paved the way. Excuse me, we talk about people who paved the way, you know, for me to do this show and, and to give me this platform to do what I do. It just like, you know, it, it keeps me on my toes, man. I got to do my research. My listeners out there, man, if I don't come correct, they go let me know. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's told community, go let me know. So, you know, by far, definitely my, my best two months. And I want to thank Miss McClinton, you know, thank everybody who tuned in. 
And what more can I say, man? Dr. Martin Luther King, he's the man. And again, I'll say, you know, I don't think he's celebrated enough. So, like, let's do what we can, man. Let's, let's teach our kids to keep that alive, you know what I'm saying? To keep his memory and to keep his life alive, you know what I'm saying? Do us. Let's do that for real. Um, today's show is brought to you by 40 Vision TV. 40 Vision TV is a television channel that I started basically, man, to give everybody a platform, to give everybody an opportunity to, to showcase their content. We basically, we have things like award shows, uh, birthday parties, uh, backstage footage, live events. We do a lot of basketball games. And this overall, man, a, a, a good channel, man. Like, if you haven't already, you need to check it out. You're missing out. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's one of the first channels that I started for the Vision Live Network. And, you know, we have... It's for everybody. You know, we have a lot of kids stuff. A lot of adults. We also have, like, comedy skits coming. We have uh, TV. Small TV shows that's coming. You know what I'm saying? And basically, you know, I named it after my film company. I mean, I, mean, I know y'all can tell, 40 Vision Films. But 40 Vision TV, man, check it out. You know what I'm saying? It's on YouTube. If you if you haven't already, man, you, you're missing out. You're missing out. There's new content that's uploaded almost every week. You know what I'm saying? We have a schedule. You can keep up with the schedule on visionforkids.com. And... You know, during the week, man, there's no football games on or, you know, sports. Ain't nothing really happening. Check out 40 Vision TV, man. You won't be disappointed. This week's billion dollar quote of the week is done by none other than me. If you're already doing it, you might as well be the best. Now, you know, I keep it real on the show. So, disclaimer, I'm not going to say that I invented that. I'm not going to say that I was the first person to use it. But basically, that's something that I stand by. That's something that I've been living. You know, I, I, I go along with and been, you know, words to live by. I've been doing it my entire life. And I, I really, that's, that's really, that's real to me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like whatever you do in life, man, if, if you're already doing it, you might as well be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? If... If you don't have aspirations of being the best, you're pretty much wasting your time. You know what I'm saying? You're just going through the motions. Like, anything you do in life, you should always want to be the best. You know, that's how I feel. That's where I'm coming from. And that's my, that's my billion-dollar quote of the week. Once again, you know, we in the last uh, week of January. I want to give a happy birthday to my girl, Tiara. You know, we, we love you. You're the sole member of the Vision for Kids organization that have a birthday in January. So, you know what I mean? I, I hope, you know, you enjoyed your, your your whole month, not just your, your day. And we just want to say, you know, keep doing it, man. We love you. Happy birthday. And before we get started on today's show, just to go over some things that's trending right now, man, you know, Joel and B, man, 70 points. 70 points the other night, man, against the, the Spurs, man. That's that's crazy. And, like, 36 minutes. Like, he went off. Like, you know what I mean? I think he's he's obviously in a, in a zone right now. You know, he scored 40 points a couple of times in a row. 
like this week alone, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know, you know, he, I think he won the scoring title last year. He's just out for, out for blood right now, man. He's, he's, he's out to prove something. And, you know, I was kind of skeptical about him in the beginning because he had a, a, a big injury history. You know what I'm saying? Like, he actually missed his rookie year, I believe. And, you know, he was just playing here and there. But he turned out to be a cornerstone, man, a franchise player. And it's just unfortunate, man. Philly, I did a show on it. Philly dropped the ball, man. You know, they could have had him and Tatum together. They had uh, Jimmy Butler come through there. And they just, they dropped the bag, man. They dropped the bag, you know. They they invented the word tanking, and it's just a shame, you know. Um, Philly's gonna be good as long as they haven't been, because there's not too many big men in the league. But I don't see them winning no championship, man. You know, he'll they'll go to the playoffs, and it's gonna be like not the first round, man, out the second, unless they give them some more help, because they gonna be good, but they just don't have enough. But shout out to Joel Embiid, though. One of the funniest things ever, man, is Cat Williams and, and Ludacris. They beefing right now. I, I like both of those guys, man. Ludacris is my, my guy, man. You know, I always have respect for him. Because, you know, he's one of those rappers that mainstream artists that always went platinum. And, you know, he didn't, he wasn't about, you know, the streets. You know what I'm saying? He, he stayed within himself. And, you know, he still, still was successful. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of respect. And even though, you know, he wasn't from the street, whenever that dude had a beef or something like that, he'll bring it to you, man. He'll bring it to you. But, like, this is just funny. You know what I mean? Cat Williams is, is rapping and stuff like that. And, you know, he went on the show, Club Shay Shay, and he made some references references about Luda. And it's just funny how that's going to unfold, man. I, I'm waiting to see. I think it's just, you know, a fun thing. It's not a real beef. But that's 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 funny, man. That's funny. As y'all know, you know, final four. Final four in the NFL, man. Four teams left, man. You got Kansas City. You got Baltimore. You know, you got the defending champs versus Baltimore, who had the best record in the league. You got San Francisco versus a, hung a hungry Detroit team. You know what I mean? So it's going to be an interesting weekend, man. Like, Detroit has a, a, a chance to, to really make a statement, man. You know, this is a statement game. You haven't been here in a while. It'll be, when I say a while, I mean the playoffs. So it'll be great. It'll be a, a hell of a story, man, if you make the Super Bowl. I don't think they have enough to beat San Fran, but in football, man, it's, it's any given Sunday, man. It's any given Sunday. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills, too, man. I I, I told you so. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad everybody in my division is eliminated. Shout out to Buffalo and Miami. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's going to be a good weekend for you. We having uh, the Royal Rumble this weekend, and that's that's where it's at, man. You know when the Royal Rumble come, you know, WrestleMania is right around the corner, man. So it's definitely like one of the favorite times if you're a wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? So catch that this Saturday. You know, personally, my vote, who going to take it all, who going to win it all, 30 man over the top Royal Rumble. I'm going with my man CM Punk. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going with him. Over the other 29, I think 
WrestleMania is going to be CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you heard it here first, man, on the Slackers Talk podcast, man. CM Punk, the, the 2024 Royal Rumble winner. Now, let's get into our show. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, just a couple of seconds ago, you know, we got to talking about some sports. You know, more specifically, football. And the reason why, you know, I'm glad that we talked about football, you know, one of the questions that I keep getting asked and, you know, on social media and everybody that know me, you know, y'all know I'm a Jet fan, you know, obviously. The playoffs are going on right now. You know, we didn't make the playoffs. Uh, not only that, but, man, you know, all summer and all year long, man, I've been talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers, man, we finally got a quarterback. You know, we finally, I finally get to see a quarterback, man. That's the one piece that we've been missing, you know, this, that, and third. And I've been talking about it all summer long. And then when the season starts, you know, I got a chance to see this man for four plays. Just in case, you know, you're not a football fan and, you know, you're unaware of it, I'm going to say it again. Not four games, not even four quarters. That's right. I said four plays. Four plays. The first four offensive plays of the season by the New York Jets. After the third, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And I didn't get a chance to see him no other time. Or no other Jet fan for that matter because he was out for the season with a torn ACL. So, you know, you can just imagine what I'm going through. I actually think that we're cursed. You know, the franchise is cursed. You know, we finally get a quarterback. And not only do we get a quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback at that, but a Hall of Fame quarterback that has never been or even had a major injury. You know, all these years he played with Green Bay, never out for no season, maybe missed a game here and there, but never no major significant injury. And then all of a sudden we trade for him, out, just like that. Crushing, man, crushing, 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 right? Just imagine, you know, waiting for something for months, all summer long, and then you get to see it for a second, and then it's over with, just like that. And you're right back to square one. You're right back to where you left off at. Just imagine that for a second. But there's a lesson in this. You know, I wanted to use today's show. It's uh, This is actually presented by, you know, me being a, a Jet fan. This idea came about, you know, from me being a Jet fan and, and watching what's going on, watching the head coach, watching management. And I'm, you know, I'm watching their moves and I'm looking at, you know, how they do things. And I came up with an idea. And it's, even though it's sports, it's about the Jets. Y'all know how I do it here on the Slackers Talk podcast. There's always a lesson to be learned. And not only do I share that with y'all, but I also show y'all how y'all can take something and y'all can use it 
like multiple different ways. You know, not just sports, but you could apply it to your everyday life, your lifestyle, your business, your companies, or whatever you're involved in, family. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, don't put yourself in a box. You can use something in multiple ways. And that's like, that's something that I always like to show y'all here on the Slack and Talk podcast. And that's not going to change. And I got another one yet again for you. This show is about being able to admit your mistakes. I'm going to say it again. This show is about being able to admit your mistakes. And it's about the Jets. It's about the head coach and it's about the management. But I'm going to show you how you can use that with everything else as well. Now, remember, you know, I'm using head coach, Jets head coach, Robert Sala, and also the general manager, Joe, Joe Douglas, as an example. But while I'm using them as an example, as you're listening, I want you to see where you can apply this to, where this applies to you in your everyday life. Like maybe it's your business, maybe it's your lifestyle, maybe it's your family. And then... You know, later on in the show, I'm going to be more specific. But right now, I'm just setting the foundation with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas as an example. Now, Robert Sala is the head coach of the New York Jets. Joe Douglas is the general manager. You know, and I'm talking because, you know, not all my listeners are football fans. You know, they're not sports fans, so... I have to break it down. They need to know, you know, who these people are. You know what I'm saying? Those of y'all that know football, y'all with me already. But, you know, I have to do this for everybody. Now, Salah's the head coach. Joe Douglas is the general manager. Now, I think it's a perfect tandem. You know, I think Robert Salah has what it takes to be a good coach. I already believe that Joe Douglas is... You know, the best general manager that we ever had. Um, in the beginning, you know, those two came to the Jets. Obviously, Joe Douglas first. And then, you know, obviously, picking the head coach, he chose Robert Sala. So, our organization is so messed up that, you know, this was the first time that we had a general manager and a head coach even get along. You know, back in the day, you know, in the past, you know, uh, we would hire a general manager and the owner or whoever was in charge would tell the general manager, yo, you know, we have to keep this head coach or we have to keep this guy. You know, he wasn't allowed to hire his own guy. So basically, you know, you could be working together with somebody that you don't like or somebody that you don't want. And that's not going to work. That's, that's doomed from the beginning. You know, that's just how they were doing business. But this is the first time that we hired a general manager and he hired the coach. And they actually, like, like each other and they get along and they have a good working relationship. So, boom, that was a that was a, the key to the beginning. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was the first key, the first domino. Positivity. Getting things turned around. Now, you know, I think Joe Douglas is a, is a good... General manager. A general manager is the guy that 
that that makes the decision, so to speak. He hires the coach. Uh, he drafts the players. He does the scouting. You know, he, uh, he's in his primary his primary job is to bring in talent. You know, and, and he does a good job of that, man. We had in twenty twenty two, we had a hell of a draft class. You know, he hit on almost every pick, every pick like historic, like historically good. We had the offensive uh, player of the year. And Garrett Wilson, we had the defensive play of the year. And my man, Sauce Gardner, who's also, by the way, the best cornerback in the league. Anybody got any sports person, any football fans that got something to say about that? Hey, you know, you know, how you got my social media. You know, we can talk about it all day. But I'm putting it out there. You know, Sauce Gardner is the best cornerback in the NFL. After his second year already. Already. I said it. Now, getting back, getting back, right, you can have all the keys in place. A good coach, good general manager, they have a good relationship, you got your scouts, everybody's good, everybody's on the same accord, everybody has the same plan, everybody has the same idea. But one mistake one mistake, just one, and this is a part of the lesson. I want you to remember this. Just one mistake could tear down everything that you built. Just one mistake, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna share this with you. Joe Douglas, as I said a thousand times already, great general manager, man. I love him as a general manager. I would hate to see him go. I want to see this work out. I like Sal as a coach. I would hate to see him go. I want to see this work out, man. Like, I think, you know, we finally got something. But as as great as, you know, a talent, you know, as great as he is as finding talent, he made one mistake. And that one mistake is the biggest Mistake that you could make. And that mistake was drafting the wrong quarterback, which is Zach Wilson. Now, in this draft, when you have these drafts, right, there are 253 players that get drafted to the NFL in each year. All of those picks are not going to work out. All of them are not going to become superstars. All of them are not going to make the team. You know, we know that. You know, it's, it's, it's basically like playing the lotto. It's, it's hit or miss. I don't care what round you select in, uh, what pick you have. Uh, you can have the first pick or you can have the 40th pick or the, the 100th. It's hit or miss. You know, it's not a science to it. It's really either you're wrong or right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just look for... Nothing is guaranteed. You're just looking for the player that has the most of what you're looking for and hope that it translates to the next level. That's really it. There's there's no science to it. There's no science to it. Now, even though there's no exact science to it, with each and every player, I don't care regardless of what sport, regardless of what position, each and every player, there's a lot that you have to look for. 
in the player. There's a whole lot that you have to look for in the player. And a lot of it has nothing to do with the physical aspect of the sport. A lot of it is not done on the court or on the field. A lot of it is like right underneath the table or it could be looking at you right in the face. And there's a lot of stuff that you don't pay attention to and you're not looking at or you're not focused on. And when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you what a lot of those things are right here on the Slackers Talk podcast. Stay where you at. What's up, Slackers Talk community? It's the talk of the town now. And I'm back with another Slackers Talk question of the week and another versus battle. And this week, the question of the week is, who is the best rapper to turn actor? And the nominees are LL Cool J, Ice Cube, DMX, or Fredro Starr. Now, man, all, all four of these guys, man, I'm, I'm a fan musically and on screen, man. They both do their thing. This is, this is one of the tough ones, man. This is one of the tough ones. But for me, I got to go with Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? He kind of, he kind of in a way, he would always be known as a, as a rapper because that's what he was first. But I could say like he, he kind of changed the narrative and became more known as an actor. You know what I'm saying? Rather than... You know what I'm saying? Rapper later on in, in his career, if that makes sense. He made his debut on the on the classic we talked about last week. I believe we did a versus battle. Boys in the Hood, where he played Doughboy. That's classic. And you know, he showed his versatility. Man, he wrote the movie Friday. You know what I'm saying? Another classic, by the way. And it's a comedy. And Overall, his body of work, you know what I'm saying? He's not just an actor, he's a writer. He's a director, he's a producer. Like I said, he's a, you know, all-around talent. And, you know, like I said, he made a, a career out of it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't something that somebody had just played in movies. You know what I'm saying? He actually, like, created his own production company. And he bought you Barbershop, Are We Here Yet? You know, like a lot of, a lot of good classic series, man. And all of those are good, you know what I mean? I love, you know, the work L. Cool J did. He got a nice, you know, body of work too in the acting industry, in the movie industry. DMX too, you know, DMX didn't get a chance to, you know, reach his full potential. And Virgil Starr, man, a, a, a veteran, a veteran actor, a veteran. But I gotta go with Cube on this one, man. That's my take. And for the versus battle, man, you know what I'm saying? It's a hell of a versus battle, man. Y'all did me dirty on this one, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both. And um, both of these ladies were both in Friday as well. For the versus battle, it was best actor. Or should I say, you know, best female actor. And the nominees were Nia Long versus Regina King. Oh man, you know, fan of both. Both are veterans. Both are full of Hall of Fame actors. Um, both deserve every award that they get. They've been in the game a long time. 
Like I said, they both was in Friday. Classic movie. Um, wish we could get them both in, in this final Friday if they ever go do it, which I doubt. But um, overall, man, I gotta go. I gotta give the nod to Regina King. You know, I talked about Ice Cube earlier, and it's one of my favorite words, man. It's, it's versatility. You know what I'm saying? No matter what role she plays, she she does a thing, man. We talking about movies. Uh, Friday, we talking about Boys in the Hood, of course. Um, her and Ice Cube hooked up again. I can't think of it. Uh, ah, man. It's like a movie about racism, man. It had Lawrence Fishburne in it. I can't think of it right now, but that's classic. And she actually started off as as, as Brenda in 227. You know what I'm saying? That, that's a classic TV show that's from way back in the day, man. But all, overall, man, this classic, man, Hall of Fame actor. Like I said, whatever role, she had her own TV series. I think she actually does some directing as well. Can't go wrong, man, you know, a tough one, but I'm going to go with Jenny King on that one. And that wraps it up, man. That's the slightest tall question of the week. And that's the versus battle, man. That's my take. If you are a musician, DJ, podcaster, radio host, or you do anything dealing with an audio platform, check out a company called Sonar. They specialize in musical WordPress themes and services. If you are looking for a good MP3 audio player for your radio station or something to showcase selling your music online, Sonar is right for you. They have hundreds of professional templates for you to choose from and to give you the look you're looking for. Visit Sonar.io. That's S-O-N-A-A-R.io. And set yourself apart from the competition. Welcome back here on the Slackers Talk Podcast. We were talking about things that you have to look for in a player. And we were talking about how, you know, a lot of that has nothing to do with the physical aspect of the sport. Like a lot of it is like under the table. A lot of it is mental. A lot of it is, you know, what they call that other stuff. And I think... Sometimes the other stuff, man, is it's important. I think a lot of it is important, but it's something that people don't value. Now, you know, Zach Wilson is a quarterback. So, and a quarterback, that's the most important position on a football team. You know, the ball is in their hands. As they go, the team goes, you know, so to speak. Um... Pretty much, if you don't have a good quarterback, man, you don't have nothing. Now, in order for you to win without a good quarterback, it's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but, man, you got to have like a a Hall of Fame. You have to have like a Hall of Famer at, at every other position. Every other spot on your team has to be like in the top five or top ten, man, like, a whole, you know, everybody else on the team has to, has to, you know, has to be A1. You have to be clicking on all cylinders. And that's rare. 
you know, only like the Chicago Bears back in the day or the Baltimore Ravens could pull something like that off. You know, so it's it goes a long way if if you have a good quarterback. Now, some of the things that I look for in the quarterback, right? That actually has nothing to do with the physical part of it. I'm a, I'm gonna say that because people people go crazy about this pro day and the combine and all that because this quarterback can make this throw with nobody in front of them and they could throw this far. Uh, they can run over here and throw across their body. You can do a lot of stuff with nobody in front of you. And even though that's good, but that shouldn't be the foundation of why you pick the player, which is what I think happened here with Zach Wilson. He had a pro day and he threw a ball across his body about 40, 50 yards down the field, and it was on the money to a receiver. Next thing you know, he was the second pick of the draft. Now, I'm going to tell you what went wrong with that. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas didn't look at, where they make the mistake at, guaranteed. Now, you know how big a quarterback is, how strong he is, you know, we... You know, you see it on tape. You see it in the games that he played. We know all that. But let's talk about the stuff that people don't know. People, the things that people may not pay attention to. Zach Wilson went to BYU. You know, I'm sure that's a that's a good college. I think Steve Young came out of there. Uh, if, you bas- if you're a basketball fan, Sean Bradley. You know, they produced, it's a, it's a name, big name school. It's a, it's a good school. Produced a lot of athletes. Um, definitely up there. Not a powerhouse school, but definitely known. You know what I'm saying? Definitely known. Definitely. But it's not a it's not a power school. What I mean by power school in football, it's not an Alabama. Um, it's not a Clemson. It's not a Michigan. It's not even an Auburn. Uh, Oklahoma. Ohio State, you know, the list The list goes on. You know, I can keep going and keep going. Those are what you call, like, power schools. A power school, to me, is a school that's in the running for the championship each and every year. Each and every year, they're in the top five. They're ranked in the top five, top six. Regardless of whether they actually win the championship or not, you know, they, they're a threat. They, they're, in, they're in consideration. They're in the talks. Of being one of the best. You know, and, and now that goes to a 16, you know, team playoff. All of those schools that I just talked about, I guarantee they'd be in it each and every year. I guarantee I guarantee it. Unless something happens, injuries or, or some of this uh falls all apart, those schools that I that I just mentioned are, are going to be in it. All right? Spoiler alert. Now, did when you were scouting Zach Wilson, did Zach Wilson, did he play against Michigan? How was the level, how was his level of competition? Did he play against Alabama? Did he play against Ohio State? How about Clemson? Was BYU in the top 
six? The answer is probably no to all those questions. And you're probably saying to yourself, like, you know, what does that matter? You know, he doesn't create the schedule, which is true. He don't create the schedule, but it, it does matter. And I'm going to tell you why. Yes, you have to know how to play football. And yes, you have to be good at it. That's a foregone conclusion. But your level of competition matters. It matters a whole lot. You're talking about drafting this guy, right? You're talking about drafting him. So he's going to be in the NFL, right? You go to the NFL, or if you're a basketball player, you go to the NBA, or if you're a baseball player, you go to the major leagues. Whichever sport it is, you're, you're, he's going to be a professional player. He's going to be a professional. In the professional sport, everybody is good. Everybody is good. Everybody. The superstar, from the superstar all the way on to the last person on the bench. Everybody is good. Everybody is a professional for a reason. Because they're good. At one point in time, yeah, you see them, they're sitting on the bench now. But at one point in time, they were maybe the star on their college team. Or maybe they was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Everybody has an accomplishment in a professional sport. Everybody. Everybody has done something. Everybody. Everybody has been the, the number one guy. You have won a championship in college. Um, you have been player of the year. Everybody has done something, you know, in one way or the other to get into the league. Now, Zach Wilson is a quarterback, right? And part of him being the quarterback he has to go up against a defense, a professional defense. In the NFL, regardless of what team it is or what that team defense is ranked, every NFL team has somebody on the defensive line that's a problem. Every NFL team has a defensive lineman or two on the team that's a problem. Everybody. Everybody has somebody that was selected in the first round or a top pick. These are all professionals. I keep saying that. I keep bringing it home. Everybody has somebody on the defense that's going to be a problem. Right? In the NFL, he's going to be going against a professional team each and every week. He's going to be, fa he's going to be facing somebody on the defensive line every week. Somebody, he's going to be seeing somebody that's a problem every week. Is it fair for you to expect him to be able to be successful against those defenses and the pros if he never faced them in college? Every year, there's a defensive lineman from Alabama getting picked in the top 10. He never played against them in college. Um, every year there's a linebacker from Clemson that runs a 4-3 or 4-4 like a safety or running back. 
He never, Zach Wilson never faced nothing like that. Zach Wilson has never seen nothing like that. But you're drafting him to be that and do that against professionals. You know, he's he's going to a professional team and he's playing against a professional team that has all that each and every week. You know, back in BYU, when he was doing across his body and making all these off-schedule throws and stuff like that, was the school that he was doing this against, did they have any defensive linemen that got picked in the NFL draft in the top five? I don't think so. Did they have these defenses that he faced, did they have any NFL prospects? Maybe a handful, right? How much time in the pocket did he have to, to do this? Probably a lot, right? Because there was no threat. There was no real threat that he was playing against. You look at his film and, you know, the play starts and he looks at one receiver the whole time. It kind of makes you wonder, did he just become a professional NFL player and forget his college habits? Or was he doing that the whole time? Maybe in BYU, he was looking at one receiver the whole time because the team that he was playing against couldn't stop it. These are things that you have to consider. Now, I know what somebody's out there saying that, so what you're saying, uh, people from small schools are no good? No. There are plenty of guys that come from small schools that 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 go on and become Hall of Famers and superstars, man. You know, if you could play the game, you could play the game. You could become a superstar from anywhere. You know, that's that's for sure. But it it matters who you play against. It counts. It has to be under consideration. It it matters, man. You know, those power schools that have those defensive lineman that's going to go in the top five or top ten. Those are guys at the next level that he's going to see each and every week. You can't just ignore that. Justin Fields, you know, he beat Clemson. He played Michigan every year. You know, he was, he's battle-tested. You have to take that under consideration. Now, Justin Fields is not a superstar yet, and Truth be told, he may even be getting traded this year. Chicago has the number one pick, and they might be looking to start all over. Fresh, clean. But his numbers, if you look at his numbers this year, I would take that. You know, I, I would take that. I believe that the Jets have a better roster than the Chicago Bears. And it shows because we won more games than them. You know, they're better at quarterback, but we might be better at every other position. But if you look at Phil's numbers, I take that. And if nothing else, he showed you that he played against a good level of competition and he could run. 
those are things that, you know, level of competition, that's not hit or miss. Your level of competition is going to translate. You can't take that away. If you played against the top players in, in college, you know, those players that's going to get drafted in the top 10, it's not hit or miss. You can't take that away. You, you have that experience for life. Now, all the physical stuff about how far somebody could go, somebody could do this with the ball, or, you know, it's hit or miss whether that would translate into the NFL because you're going against, this is as well as you fast, you're going against people that's fast just as well. But the, the, the competition, the strength of the competition that you played is going to stay with you. A lot of those guys that you played against and the power against the power schools are going to be with you in the NFL. So you already have a leg up. You already have an idea. Now, another thing, you know, people talk about, you know, leadership and, and, and things of that nature. But another one that gets lost in the shuffle is you have to ask yourself the question. Is this guy good enough to make, if not everybody, if you're not good enough to make everybody, but is he good enough to make certain players around him better? Can you, are you good enough to elevate somebody else's career? That's the question. Aaron Rodgers, there's, you know, his whole career and up until I'll say like maybe Devontae Adams, when he came there, Green Bay have never went out. Green Bay is not known for spending great money in free agency. That's a that's a great organization that, that knows how to drive players and they know how to develop them. Plain and simple. Aside from De Devontae Adams, he has never had like a big name receiver. Everybody else, you know, Devontae Adams was 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 made, you know, back in college when he played for Fresno, I knew he was going to be the man. But all the other receivers, Aaron Rodgers elevated them. He made them better than what they were. They benefited off of him because he knew where to go with the ball. He had a cadence with them. He had, you know, he had chemistry, all that good stuff. Is this guy that you drafting, is is he like that? Or does everybody else on the team have to be great for him to do something? Did you look at that part? You know, that's the that's the question. Did you look at that part? Because not this past year, but the year before that, man, we were on a, a four-game winning streak and the team was clicking on all cylinders running game, uh, the offensive line was pretty good, the defense is always doing their thing. I mean, we were rolling. And he was going for 130 yards at best. It kind of says a lot when the team is rolling and you're not the main focus and you're still not up to mediocre. Now, believe it or not, you know, I don't have anything against Zach Wilson. You know, I hope he uh, 
gets traded and, you know, he catches on with somebody. And I hope that he goes on to have a good NFL career. You know what I'm saying? I wish I wish that for everybody. I want everybody to to go on and have a successful career at whatever they do and make money and, and, and feed your family. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. Now, Rob Sala and Joe Douglas, right? You made a mistake in drafting him. But it's okay, though. Because, like I said, you know, it's, it's like playing a lottery. It's hit or miss. If you can go back to the history of the game, you know, no matter who you're talking about, whatever team you think or you believe, like, does the best job at draft, at the NFL draft or whatever, you can take your all-time best. I guarantee you there were some misses in there. There were some bad misses in there. There were some real, real bad misses in there. But it's something they did to make you believe that the horrible mistake that they made it's not such a big deal. And we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the Stockers Talk podcast. Keep it locked. You know what the most important thing about building a brand is? Deciding who handles all your web development and marketing needs. VisionWorks is the one-stop shop for all your business needs. The team at VisionWorks provides all services like logos, website design, hosting, emails, service, and much more. You can even buy everything you need from their store. Just go to visionlivehosting.com and choose from thousands of business products and plans. Start today and thank me later. Keep listening to the Slack is Talk podcast. New episodes you don't want to miss. And we're back. It's your boy, Jason Slack, a.k.a. the talk of the town. Now, we getting it in, talking about mistakes. And continuing where we left off, everybody makes mistakes, man. Everybody, like, everybody drafts the wrong player. It's hit or miss. Everybody, like, even the great ones, man, even the all-time greats, even the best, regardless of whatever team it is, they all have missed before. But what the great organizations do, what great people do, what the best businessmen do, what the best businesswomen do, um, communities, organizations, anybody that, that know what they're doing, uh, all the great companies, all the, the most successful people, what they do is after they make the mistake, they don't stay with the mistake. They either correct it or they go another direction. They fix it. The Kansas City Chiefs, they have won two Super Bowls recently. You know, they defend the champs right now. They had a good quarterback in, in Trent Green, I believe it was. They still drafted, drafted Patrick Mahomes. They, they they knew they can get better. They didn't have to stay with what they had. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, I, I forget my man's name. 
I believe he was a quarterback from Green Bay. Seattle just gave him the bag to be their starting quarterback. And they drafted Russell Wilson the same year in the third round. Russell Wilson went on to beat my man out to become the starting quarterback. And guess what? Russell Wilson won them a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks, after they gave the quarterback that money, they could have said, man, you know, we just paid this man. I don't care regardless, man. We're going with this anyway, man. We already did this. You know, we ain't worried about what, what what's really happening or who's really better. We paid this man. He's going to be out there on the field. They didn't do that. They, they recognized they made a mistake or they had something better. And they corrected it. And they won the Super Bowl champion. So, if teams like Seattle and Kansas City, if teams like that that win Super Bowls and they become the best team in their sport, if they could do stuff like that, what makes the Jets think what makes Robert Sala or Joe Douglas believe that they don't? You can't be better than a champion. We haven't won anything. Look at San Francisco. They still in the playoffs. They still playing. They drafted a quarterback uh, with the fourth pick, was it? They went with Brock Purdy. This dude was the last pick of the draft. How, how is that working out for them now? San Francisco, for the last couple of years, have been the best team, one of the best teams in the league. How is that working out? Now, again, I'm a big Solomon fan. I'm a big Joe Douglas fan. I hope this works out. I want them to stay, man. You know, I want this to work out. Now, somewhere along the line, you realize that you made a mistake because you pursued Aaron Rodgers, which was great. I loved it. Everybody was like, yeah, everybody was on board. You know, you said, came out, you made a st statement. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers. We're going to sit Zach Wilson down, and we're going to let him learn from Aaron Rodgers for two years, and then we'll see what's what. Great idea. Who better to learn from than Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is, I don't know, 15. He's been in the league for 15, 16 years. Um just a Hall of Famer, you know what I mean? Just just a Hall of Famer, right? Super Bowl champion, uh, broke records. I mean, you name it. Who better for Zach Wilson to learn from, right? Uh, there's a guy named Jordan Love who just replaced Aaron Rodgers. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. So the plan was was wonderful. Like, sit him. Like, you know, he's not, Zach Wilson is not ready to play right now. Sit him. How do we go from admitting that, you know, he's not ready to play in the NFL right now to all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and now all of a sudden Zach Wilson is the only guy that we have. You know, there's no other quarterback in the league that we can bring in. Zach Wilson is just the best option. I don't understand how you jump from there to there. Carson Wentz called us, you know, asking us, are we interested? Carson Wentz is this former Super Bowl champion with the 
you know, Philadelphia Eagles, you know, Super Bowl, you know, something that we haven't had in, I don't know, 50, 60-something years. I, I don't know. I lost count. We tell them, nah, we all right. We tell a Super Bowl champion that. Zach Wilson is better than that. For real. If he was, why did we get Aaron Rodgers? Business is always business. It can never be personal. Um, you can never, you know, get your feelings involved. You have to admit your mistake and correct it or go into a, another direction. Don't ever feel like everybody in life has made a mistake. Everybody has had something that they wish they could take back. Even the great ones, man. You should never feel like... You should never be stubborn to the point where you feel like, man, I'm not letting, I'm not letting these people know that I was wrong about this. Man, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a keep doing the same thing and, until this turn around. I'm going to keep going with the same way. Even though this is a square, I'm going to keep trying to put this in a circle and, until it works. I'm going I'm to get it in there some kind of way. I'm going to get it in there. No, you can't do that, man. You have to admit your mistake, man, and, and move on and, and try something and do something different. I don't care regardless of whether it's football, basketball. Um, it could be an idea for your brand that you have. If something doesn't work, there's no law that says you have to stay with that mistake. You have to correct it. You should correct it. You know, everybody around you will want you to correct it. You have a, a company or a brand and you have a logo and you turned out, you find out that a lot of people don't like the logo. Guess what? You can change it. There's nothing wrong with that. You can change it. Companies change their logos all the time. If you got like a certain type of project going on and man, you need some help. You think you need six people. You know, you get there, you find out you could use nine to ten. Okay, that has happened before. Your next project, change it. Bring ten people. Bring eleven. One extra just to make sure. You could change it. There's nothing that's saying that you have to keep running the same mistake over and over and over. Because if you do, it could wind up costing you your job, or sometimes even worse. So now, going back to Sala and Joe Douglas, now this is a make or break year. You know, if, if things don't turn out this year, most likely they're both gone. All because they refuse to make, or correct, I'm sorry, all because they refuse to correct a mistake that they made. Don't let this be you. If you make a mistake, the same way you made that mistake, you have a right to take that mistake away. Remember that. This has been the Slackers Talk Podcast, a.k.a. the Talk of the Town Now. I'm your host, pen producer Jason Slack. And I made some mistakes, man, but I learned from them, and I always try to correct them. Next week, we're doing Black History Month. It's to start things off. I hope that y'all ready. 
Y'all gotta see who the first person is. I can't wait. But y'all be good. Y'all be safe out there. And we'll talk again next week. Peace.